Welcome to a Backyard Ultra podcast. In this episode, Adam McDonald from Search for Hurt came on. Search for Hurt's a TV show that's about to go into their fourth season, and in this season, the contestants are going to be running in a Backyard Ultra. So we talked all about that and a bit more. Here we go. Okay, g'day Adam, how are you going? Good, Pato. How are you, mate? Yeah, great. Thanks. Great. Um, so, yeah, uh, you're the main man behind Search for Hurt. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We, um, many, many moons ago. So, actually, this year would have been a decade ago when we first launched on ESPN. Um, I, I was just in a position where I used to sort of do a lot of investing in startups and, and before startups were a thing, sort of angel investing, I guess it was called back then. Um, and, a guy called Matt Murphy, who was an ex-Aussie triathlete and just a fit kind of kid, was looking to do something different and and bailed me up at a coffee because we we used to he used to run a PT boot camp at the same place I'd have coffee of a morning. And he's like, Oh, are you invest in? Can I pitch you some stuff? And I'm like, Oh, yeah, cool. And so he pitched a few things. Some of it was overseas. And, you know, and anyway, we just we I, I was interested in the I'd never done anything in that TV, well, in the film production space. And, um, and, you know, and, and at that time, there wasn't much on TV outside of live sport that, you know, it, that sort of showed you the behind the scenes of sporting teams in particular. Um, and yeah, and we just, we hit this mix. I, one of my businesses actually dealt with all the big sporting teams and associations in Australia. So we had like NRL and ARU and AFL as our clients. So yeah, we just pieced together this concept. And and anyway, I just I bought a Winnebago. We wrapped it black, put search for hurt stickers all over it. And they uh, the, it was Matt and he's newly like they were newly married, jumped in a camper van with a, a sound guy and a camera guy and just started running around doing events. So we we'd scheduled him in to do a heap of like the extreme endurance events. And then while he was driving from event to event, he'd stop in and train with all these elite teams and and athletes. And uh, and the idea was just to get a sort of insight as to how they train, but the coaches would take the search for hurt name quite literally and just absolutely go out to to smash Matt, uh, Matt up. So um, so yeah, it was quite interesting, mate. And there was nothing on TV like it. Um, we filmed for probably six months. I think the guys were on the road for, and I just funded that. And we came back. We didn't have a TV deal before we started. We just went and filmed it, and we came back with a whole lot of footage. Yeah. And we created a sizzle reel and we and we were really big on Twitter at the time. So we put a little sizzle reel up on Twitter of what we'd been doing for the past six months. And yeah, we within about probably oh, within a day, I had a message from a guy from Connecticut who worked at ESPN. And he's like, I've been following your adventures on Twitter. What are you doing with all this stuff? And I kind of just said, oh, we don't know yet, man. He's like, all right, let's jump on a call. And back then you jumped on the old dial up Skype call. And uh, and yeah, we just we kicked around a few ideas, and he actually pitched it to ESPN to be a series, like a weekly series, and um, and which he didn't know whether that would fly because at that point ESPN only did live sport and documentaries, and so we were the, actually the first ever weekly series to air on ESPN. So mm. so we not knowing what how to put a TV show together or anything, yeah. um, the first the first deal was very much a, a one season deal. Um, we had to lean on ESPN to give us some help with producers to teach our guys how to actually put a TV show and edit it for TV. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so it, the first one was a very much suck it and see affair and, and, but it went really well. It, it was one of their highest rating shows. Um, you know, we got nominated for a bunch of awards and, and it was just this bootstrap 
kind of cool thing that we 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 sort of puzzled together and and then we they did us another two-year deal they signed us up for another two seasons and when they sign you up for a deal like that they get trailing rights so we had we did season two and three we filmed and and gave to them but then they held the rights up until this year so um i couldn't even put it on youtube or anything like that and and that's how search for her got sort of revisited again was um how the universe works i i i got contacted by i didn't know where my rights were up because I, I wasn't planning on doing anything ever again with search for her and a guy from espn contacted me and said hey your rights wrap up in a couple of weeks um when they do we'll delete everything from our servers do you want me to put the program files onto a hard drive and send them to you before we delete them and so i went oh yeah no worries and he sent me a photo of the hard drive and it had a post-it note on it saying search for her at adam mcdonald and i stuck that on linkedin and i just went oh you know a bit of a spin out that this show that i produced 10 years ago i'm getting the rights back for and then as the world works someone knew someone who knew someone who'd been in a meeting with channel seven and talked about search for hurt because espn had sold it one summer to seven mate and they were like oh, i wonder what happened to that that rated really high and really uh, and then anyway so he just dropped me a message and said what are you doing with search for hurt and we're like yeah, yeah. wasn't planning on doing anything and then mate no seriously without oh, i reckon not even 48 hours later we had we, we were back on air on channel seven um it's 22nd of June next year. <laughs> wow, awesome. So, <clears throat> for people who haven't seen it, um, I've, you know, I've got to admit, I haven't watched it all. I've seen bits and pieces of the series. Yep. But, um, in season two and three, um, are they, is it just general public people who put up their hand to basically do challenges and like go into the pain cave and see how they go? yeah yeah so so we series one was very much the matt murphy show so it was him and elise that ran around and did all the cool stuff there was some stuff that happened in matt's personal life in between season one and season two and i couldn't really rely on him to be the star of the show anymore so what we did is we pivoted and went well why don't we open it up so a guy and a girl can do the same thing as matt did but matt could be like the team boss so we so it meant that we we didn't have to use Matt as much. He could he could work out the stuff that he was doing um, privately and all that. And and so we moved to that. So season two, we opened it up to the public, and we did a just a video submission style, style kind of entry where people would just sort of tell us who they are and what they've done and why they think they should be the next stars of Search for Herd. And just from those tapes, we would just we made a call, and I think we picked sixteen, twelve or sixteen. Can't remember. But we picked like i think it was 12 six guys six six girls and we brought them into a gym that matt was actually working at at the time and just spent i think it was 15 hours in total just messing these guys up like you know i think the first the first event we put them through was a a, a marathon row so a 42k on the rowing machines and right. um and just and and just different challenges and all that sort of thing and then at the end of it we picked paps who's uh, Andrew Papadopoulos, and we picked Leah Danzy. Uh, Leah Danzy, she was back then. I think she's Leah Richardson now. But, uh, but yeah, so we picked two, and then we would just pick events for them to do and then pick training sessions for them to do as well, and, and we watched them do it. And then while season two was happening, we had a lot of people who'd seen season one, like athletes, like Danny Green and Toby Price and Matt Hall, the Red Bull racer, and Craig Lowndes, and a lot of people that, 
were worth going and doing training sessions for had messaged us saying, oh, send Matt up for a training session with us. And and so we went back to season three being back to the Matt Murphy show again. Um, but when we spoke to Channel 7, uh, like we, when we just spoke to their producers, they wanted to go back to the season two model, which was was open it back up to the public. So I've the perfect thing about having it's rare in life that you get a do over, right? So unexpected, I've got this now opportunity to reproduce something that we did ten years ago. Yeah. But knowing everything that I know that I would change, having been part of the process of putting together the TV show and having it on air. And you know the things that I liked and didn't like and all that. So it's it's the most beautiful experience having a do over where you can just yeah. So so this this season's going to be epic. Um, we're moving, so it'll start in November. So we're mm-hmm. actually instead of doing a video um, like audition, um, we're actually going to have an online qualifying series, kind of like the CrossFit Open, I guess. Where not as brutal as the CrossFit Open, but we're doing uh park run i love park run i've only just started running this year and and i i had a heap of health issues that's why we shelved search for her the first time around um so i had all the comorbidities and ended up with cancer and all that sort of stuff so i've actually found my health again and park run's been a big part of that journey so i i love them to bits and and while i've been traveling around australia i visit as many park runs as i can which is actually something i've got in common with phil gore um and that's about the only thing i got in common with him in running <laughs> so, um but yeah so i've just been getting my health back together and running and so i i wanted park run to be part of the series and i love with park run like i'm only uh, i think my pb is like 26 50 like i'm i'm not a fast runner at all but i love it when you go there that you've got guys that are smacking out like between 15 and 20 minute 5ks at the front end and then you've got the ladies walking that takes 45 minutes at the back end that are doing the walking you know and you've got everything in between so i don't know i just thought so we, we've included them in so it'll be a 5k park run will be one of the tests yeah. um 100 burpees for time like we've always had a bit of a affinity with spartan race and they're synonymous with burpees so we thought what's a cool challenge that'll take the fast guys three minutes the slow guys 10 minutes and and burpee 100 burpee for time is is that challenge which anyone can do and then we've also partnered with this new event called high rocks and it's um it just it was just in melbourne and sydney and it's taken the world by storm it's a really it's kind of like the fitness of of gym but without it's like crossfit but without the technical elements so you don't need to know how to do gymnastics or olympic weightlifting it's just grunt work and a lot of running let's a k k run in between um and so they've got a thing called a personal fitness test which you would do in a gym and and for us like we were kind of the anthem of the active so people who went to the gyms and people who loved you know trail running and obstacle racing and all that was kind of our community so mm. we thought having something in a gym would be kind of cool as well so they're the three tests that everybody can do in november um, and then they just jump on our website, log their times in, and then they'll be ranked nationally against each other. So, and the good thing is that there's, you know, you've got the opportunity to do four park runs in November. So if you think you can get a better time or go and find a faster circuit, um, I think there's one on the Gold Coast that's the fastest park run circuit, which I'm sure is <laughs> going to get a lot of visits from Search for Hurt people. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah and then burpees mate you could try them every day if you're up to it, just to try to shave your time. Um, people are re- like, if you think that you're going to be in the top 100 times you'd record it just because we want to check the you know the the technique of the burpee to make sure I've seen 100 styles of burpees and we'll we'll we're releasing a video in the next couple of weeks that'll show the form of what the burpee is um and and then the high rocks challenge is a really good activation for gyms to do in November as well 
Yeah. Um, and we'll put a list of gyms that are participating up. So if someone's not a member of a gym but wants to go and do the PFT, they can just contact one of those local gyms to them and see when they're doing it. But usually it'll be like a Saturday thing that they'll run this special PFT fitness test. Yeah, cool. And I guess um, this being season four of the show, um, the whole the whole point is for the contestants to make the show and then I understand that they're going to be running in a backyard ultra. Is is that correct? They are, mate. They are. <laughs> I've I've been watching backyard ultras for a while now and just absolutely gobsmacked that they're not – no one knows about them. I, man, I, I if I bring up backyard ultra to anyone and even like people that were, were in my world with Search for Herd and in the obstacle racing scene and everything – and I go, oh, doing a backyard ultra, and they look at me like you can just tell they they don't even know what it is. So that's that's kind of been the the I guess what Search for Her has been about since the very start because we we always go to events that aren't in the mainstream. So my big thing is to try to give events the most mainstream coverage as we can get them. Um, and with the athletes that we used to visit, which isn't going to be in this series, the the training with athletes will be you know, catching up specifically with someone. So Phil Gore's going to be a mentor for our team. So he's going to impart all of his wisdom and you know how technical he is. Like he's, he's, he's a madman. I caught up with him for lunch when we were in Perth on our travels and like, he's just so analytical and I love the way that his mind works. And so I want him to teach the guys about that because I don't even know who the team's going to be yet. So you know, I might have one person that's done a few ultras and is quite handy. Someone might have even done a backyard ultra before. I don't know. I might have someone who's an ex-football player that hasn't run. Like when Paps won season two, he hadn't done any more than 20Ks. And then we put him in uh, the North Face 100. Yeah. So, he, he, you know, and we got him, uh, Brendan Davies, we we got in as a coach to try to teach him, like train him to get him up to the level. And that's that's what I love about the show. We just want to find people that are fit across all sorts of modalities. So because there's a Backyard Ultra, there's an X-Terra over in Perth that we're going to do a little sneaky hybrid games element to it. So we're going to throw a powerlifting competition in there that they don't know about. Um, there's going to be a Spartan trifecta up in the Gold Coast and we're going to do a High Rocks down in Melbourne as well. So, um, but but the Backyard Ultra we're going to do is Miram Winnet. So we're yeah. working with the two Pete's. Yep. Um, who are lovely. I, I love the community already. I haven't had much to do with it, but everyone I'm meeting is, it's kind of reminds me of the old school obstacle racing community, you know, where it's all new and fresh and it's starting to get a bit of media coverage with guys like Phil doing 102 yeah. yards and just blowing people away on what a, a human can do. And, um, and yeah, so I'm, man, I'm so amped to get it everywhere because we, not only are we on, so we're going to be on seven mate for this first, first series which for me, we, we've talked about seven, but they wanted prize money. And I don't see how prize money fits in with how we operate. And, and for us, like it's, it's the, it's bragging rights. Like if someone makes team search for her in the fitness industry, that's like a, a badge of honor kind of thing. And that's all they're going for. Like we could say, you know, a million dollar prize money, but it doesn't add to the value of the production whatsoever. Um, so so yeah so it's it's going to go seven then seven plus which is more what i was interested in because i don't think anyone really watches live tv anymore um i know i definitely don't so uh so it'll be on seven plus 
then it's going to be on Outdoor Channel Asia. So all of the backyard shenanigans that happen at Mirror and Winnet are going to be beamed across 20 countries there. And we're currently talking with TVNZ and Sky Sports New Zealand. They're having a bit of a stoushes to see which one gets us, but it'll definitely be between Australia, New Zealand and the rest of Asia, probably 21 countries. And, and I think we've got access to about 15 million households. Yeah, so cool. hopefully we can spread the uh, the backyard ultra word yeah. far and wide. So, so you mentioned there's no prize money for contestants no. in the show, but one of the good things about the backyard ultra being at Miram Wernet is that you probably know this. It's a silver ticket race. Mm -hmm. it means the winner actually get earns an automatic spot on the Australian team to represent Australia in October next year. So that's a pretty um, a pretty cool thing to win as well for sure and i don't know like to be honest i don't think our team will will you know will um form a challenge for the guys that train specifically for backyard ultra maybe, maybe they will I, that's that's what i love i don't i don't have no idea who the people are yet so um but I, what i love is that we will be there and while the while the cameras are really focusing on our guys efforts because it's really our guys competing against each other at that event like more so than going for the win but who knows you stranger things have happened yeah. um and yeah but for us because we're going to be there we're actually we haven't told anyone this actually this is a scoop um phil gore's going to come to the event and crew for my team yeah cool which is kind of cool because then what what i'm looking forward to is having phil there to be able to interact with everybody else in the festival area. And, you know, there's a, there's a long, you know, there's 30, 40, 50 minutes between laps. Mm. Um, so, so, you know, we'll be doing a lot of stuff. And for me, we'll be getting a lot of media that is probably not going to make the show, but we'll do like a little spin-off doco of the event as a, like whatever doesn't make channel seven show um, we're going to have in the bank that we can release YouTube clips and, and content for days. So, yeah. um, so it'd be really cool to be down there, with Phil and interacting with all the, the 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 trail running public and the and the backyard ultra fans as well, so I'm looking. Yeah. It's going to be unreal. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Probably of all the events, like the 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 X Terra with the 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 hybrid games twist that we're doing with James Newbury will be that'll be cool because there's a bit of a shock factor in it. But I just think from from an event standpoint, the one I'm looking forward to the most is setting up camp in the paddock up in the, what is it, the Macedon Rangers? Oh, Macedon. Macedon Rangers. Yeah. yeah. So I'm uh, I'm already yeah. looking for caravans and I'm going <laughs> to set up early. And, and Jake, my co-host, and I are going to uh, do a few little challenges before the event starts. So we'll probably get there on the Thursday and, and have a little mini backyard ultra just between him and I because yeah. we'll, I know I'll only be good for maybe... I don't know, five laps or something. <laughs> he might go a bit better. He's about 10 years younger and he's quite, he's, he's a lot faster, but he's prone to injury. So, oh, yeah. you know, he might yeah. twist his ankle on one of those creek crossings. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a beautiful, I have, a, I have, I have been there before. It's a beautiful spot for a backyard ultra. Like you'll love it. Yeah. Yeah. And we've been chatting with the two Pete's about what type of course to run because I, I think the joy or the benefit they've got there is that they can do a pretty hard course um or you know and i guess it's the debate on for me personally i think having a diverse range of courses in the backyard ultra like you can't have someone trying to go for the record every single race because to do that you're going to have to have flat courses that are fast and you know and i'm like for the 
purity and the and and just for the variation for the for the general public like you know it's good to get records and it's great what feels done but i do think that having knowing that some courses are you know like you might only you know it's going to be rare for someone to get past one night like into the second night because the course is that sort of tricky and um i think that's cool so that yeah. was the that was the course format i was trying to lean towards i don't know which way they're going to go um we were actually going to go down on sunday and meet up with the boys at, at location and and zoom into a call with laz um but he laz had an event on or something and the timing got messed up but we didn't end up going down one of my camera guys was having a bit of trouble with his blood pressure as well so we um we postponed it but uh yeah it would have been good to go down and have a look i think there's two options there considering at the minute Right, okay. And um, you may have mentioned this, but how many contestants are going to be in season four in this season? So there'll be the team will be four. So yeah. so from the qualification series, we still haven't locked it in. I, I keep flip flopping on it a little bit. So I think in my head, I think at the moment, which could change, is after quali. So in November, once November finishes and everybody's had their multiple attempts or their single attempt or whatever they want to do with qualies. Um, I'm thinking I'll pick the top six guys and the top six girls from qualies. Um, but I, I'm holding six spots as wild cards because if someone's like, I know how injuries work. And if someone's got a bit of a niggly injury, that's going to hinder their, like what I want them to do when they're recording their results is to give me, if you've got a, if you've got an injury or if you've got something that, you know, is going to mess your time up a little bit, tell us in the video, because if you can still make, I'm probably going to sift through the top 100 videos that get submitted um and and if i know like if someone's got an injury and you can tell that they're you know like you can just tell with some people that you want to know more about their story and you want to see them at so i'm going to hold six spots as wild card so that could be anyone in the top 100 so it's not just the fittest people are going to move to the next level there'll be a bit of that but then there'll also be a wild card element so those 18 people will go into hurt camp which is what leah and paps did with matt in the gym but we've booked out uh sydney academy of sport and recreation so we've got a facility that's got accommodation it's got running tracks it's got a big trail running thing behind it it's got lagoons it's got pools it's got sports science things it's got gyms it's got basketball courts so we're we're gonna have them turn up on the saturday the first thing they're going to do is a sports science combine. So we're going to test their their baseline fitness through a through a sports test with our one of our partners called Vowed. Um, and so then I'll have a good snapshot as what their baseline fitness is before they start the the suffer fest. And then basically after that they go into they do six blocks. So we've got six different hurt camp trainers working in different modalities of of like specialities of fitness and 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 so they'll they're going to program a 45 to 60 minute program of work for them to do and then they'll have half an hour to 45 minutes to get in calories to get you know any um recovery stuff they need if they need to get out the, the i'm guessing there'll be thera guns and all that sort of stuff at the at the ready and then so they've just got six blocks of work to do which is about six hours of work on the saturday yeah. um and then they'll finish and we're just working out originally we were going to get them to stay the night and then we were going to sports science test them the next morning because that would give us a good recovery score but i'm just working with val we might actually be able to test them at the end of the saturday just being conscious of you know these guys aren't getting paid and it's you know i'd rather just chunk it into one day where we just inconvenience their life schedule for one day have them come in do everything then i'll 
I'll make the call of who the four people are out of those um, eight, 18. Um, yeah. And just by going through the science data and talking to the coaches and just what we witness, um, we're working with a company called MyZone, which we should be able to wire these guys up and get some pretty good stats. So I'll be like the kind of evil genius sitting in the headquarters, watching everybody's stats as they're getting put through the, the suffer fest. So, um, so yeah, and it'll be, you know, like we pick paps out in, in season two, paps was probably middle of the road in regards to fitness as to everybody else that was there. We had Lockie Danzy and we had Adam Clark, and those two were probably fitter than Matt Murphy, like they were fitter than the host. And those two went at it all night and it was unreal to watch. But I just kind of figured that, you know, putting, I couldn't put those guys in a situation where they feel like where they'd be challenged and that where people be able to watch them struggle through something. So we, in that first event that I was telling you, which was the marathon row, mm. this, this guy, Paps, he was bigger than everyone. He was a muscly guy. He wasn't an endurance guy, but he started cramping at about probably 30 to 35 K mark. And he finished the row with legs fully locked out because he couldn't bend his legs because he was cramping so much. And he just powered through it. And I'm like, that was the first exercise of the night, but Matt and I both looked at each other and went, that's our guy. Yeah. Like he just, because he, people were pulling out. We had some personal trainers that had pulled out. They had chafing, they were whinging and complaining. This guy just bit down on his on his mouth guard and just straight leg these rows to, to get it done. And I'm like, as soon as we saw that, we're like, that's a guy I want to watch do some epic shit. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. and seeing it, and it paid off, man, because in the North Face 100, like like I said, this guy had never run more than 20Ks before and we had to try to train him up to do an ultra. He's sitting at the bottom of the stairs and I can never remember what the stairs are called. It's like the last big set of stairs when you came up to the finish line that year and he couldn't, he's in the, he's like at the bottom of the stairs crying because he's, he's oh. cramping, he's just, he's like, just could, he, he was like so close, but like, couldn't work out how he was going to get up these stairs and he's on his GoPro. We gave him GoPros and he's recording it. And it was like, it's the best thing I've ever seen. But then a runner, like another runner comes up and goes, Oh, you're all right, man. He goes, Oh, I can't even move. I'm bloody struggling. And he flips him a Nurofen just goes, here you go, get one of these into you and flips and like, and keeps running up the, the stairs. And so perhaps has taken it, taken a swig of water, sat for probably about 15 minutes and then got up and went, Oh, you know what? I might just and then like basically crawled up this set of stairs to cross the finish line in something like I don't know what it was like twenty hours or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but uh, and and like seeing that as and everybody who watched it was the same. It was it was a payoff for just picking the right person at her camp. You know, like yeah, sure. if I picked Lucky Danzy, he probably would have been challenging for the win. But you know, and. You, there's only so much of that you can watch, eh? So, um, so yeah, watching Pap struggle was awesome. So that'll be the same with our hurt camp. Like, I, I don't want to pick. I want to pick people that are good to watch, people that will learn from the experience because we'll. So what we do is, so when we announce the first, we only announce one event at a time. So the first event is actually the backyard ultra. So when we announce the team. We then tell them what their first event is. We then get them a bit of run training. So that that's not going to be with Phil because the timing doesn't work out. But we'll like I've got Mel Robinson in at our back doorstep and she's won a couple of 200 milers. Like and she did Barkley this year. Um, so she's a bit of a weapon. So I might get them going out for a training session with her and getting some tips from her. But Phil will be on Zoom with them, teaching them how they need to prepare and what they need to do to get the best result. And then they they work remotely for about four to six weeks preparing themselves for that event. 
then we we don't see them again till we turn up at the event and uh and then they they have a crack at it and then i announce the next event off the back of that so at the end of the the backyard ultra we'll all be having a beer and a barbie and and i'll tell them what the next event is and then they're basically the way the events are scheduled they've got four to six weeks to train for each event um and we give them hands-on training so with the spartan we've got some ninja warrior guys that are going to teach them how to to get through obstacles efficiently and then we've got a spartan coach who's writing them a program that they do at home but all the programs will be able to be downloaded by everybody so phil gore's tips and everything are going to be able to be downloaded for for people who are interested in preparing for a backyard ultra yeah, um, so all it's the whole series is fully interactive so you know we just want it that anybody that wants to do anything that they see that's the whole idea of the show is to inspire people to do epic shit. so yeah, yeah. you know and whether you're the, a phil gore or whether you're like me who's going to go and do cozy and probably just die in the process you know like but i i just want to i want to have a crack at it you know yeah, so yeah. um yeah, so that, and it gives me something to train for you know and uh you know and to lose weight for because i'm still i was 125 kilos i'm down to 100 now but i'm like to dragging my hill dragging my ass up that 2000 meters or whatever it is to the top of there i, I probably want to drop another 10 15 kilos before i go <laughs> and it keeps me focused you know so yeah um yeah um so with the um so once the con four contestants are chosen it sounds like they're going to be they're going to find out they're going to do a backyard ultra and then they're going to be basically doing all the work by themselves at home yeah they train remotely yeah and i guess they'll have like a, a home video camera so like a home diary yeah thing. they'll vlog they'll vlog everything yeah that's that's a big part of our training camp is teaching them how to, to to vlog properly so they'll all have gopros and 360 cameras and and all the fun stuff to play with and we'll check in on them we've got a coach that's coach kel so kelly behan is a, a she was actually the first strength and conditioning coach we ever had on the show when she was working with west tigers um and she's just the soul of the earth she's just the loveliest person and so she's going to be a really good support network for the athletes as well because they are training remotely and they're going to have issues they're going to have some injuries they're going to have like things and the things that jake and i have got no clue about if they rang us up we'd just be like i don't know <laughs> so so we've got coach kel she'll be at all their training sessions um and she'll just be a resource that they can you know if they need to tweak their programs at all or get any sort of you know assistance in regard to injury rehab or you know any tips or tricks she's just going to be available to them 24 7 to be able to lean on and and yeah we'll document all that she'll check in on how they're going then we'll catch up with them at the event and that's how an episode will kind of flow it'll be you know it'll it'll start with the training camp that they do the hands-on training it'll move towards checking in on them with their remote training and then it'll end with the event and then the announcement of the next event right at the very end um yeah. and rinse repeat that so we've only got nine slots that's the only time they had available for us in in that i think 22nd of june and we wrap up what does nine slots give us i think we just we just cut into september um so and then after that uh outdoor channel grabs it from like november and through to december january um, and TVNZ will be on at that same time as well. Yeah. And when they're training at home, will um, Phil Gore also be available to them 24-7? I, 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 we won't say, like, if he, I think he's the type of guy that will be, and he'll probably be, in, and he, you know, knowing Phil, he'll be checking in on them. <laughs> he'll probably be sending them more messages than they will him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he will, but it, it's not a requirement of our of our mentors that they have to be there. And same with the event. 
like he asked to come to it. So um, Jake and I were just going to crew them and and see where they end up because that's part of the hurt, you know, having a couple of numpties that don't know what they're doing crewing for you. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, he he was just like, man, I'm available to come. And we just thought it'd be awesome too for, to to have him there for for just the, the backyard ultra community to come and have a chat with him. And, um, and we'll try to do some cool activations and some giveaways and we'll have some sponsors at that point. And we'll just make a, a cool couple of days of it. Hopefully they do the hard course. So that will only be a couple of days for it. <laughs> long week, long weekend rates for film guys are going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> um and you yourself have you actually run in a backyard ultra before no man i like honestly i i did a couch to 5k course middle of february and then hit the road with the family i pulled the kids out of school and we've been doing a lap of oz um so i yeah i started doing setting the interval timer and i think you start running 30 seconds and then walk for 90 seconds and then run for 30 seconds and 90 seconds and do that do that do that for 5ks and then just gradually move the adjuster so you end up running 60 seconds and 90 seconds. And then and then when I started running 5Ks where I could do it, mind you, it was at like an eight-minute K pace. It was, it was, it was diesel engine sort of stuff. Um, that's when I I looked to do park run. And I and I don't even know how I came about going to a park run. I think someone must have suggested it, just going like it's really good because you can time yourself every every Saturday. And and then when we were traveling, I was like, oh, it'd be awesome because I can do one just about everywhere we go. Yeah. Um, and so I think to date, I'm up to about number 18 and probably 16 different park runs, yeah, cool. um, which has been awesome. Like there's been some places that we've been to that didn't have one, which was a travesty because they had awesome running tracks right near the water and would have been a perfect park run course, but they they mustn't have had any, enough people down there to volunteer to to make it a thing. But yeah, I, I so I only, I did, I did 5Kers and then when I was in Fremantle, I registered for a 10K race over at Rottnest Island. So I did a 10K and that was hard for me at that time because I'd never really trained for 10K. I'd just been training for 5Ks, but figured oh, it's only double that. Let's go. Cool. Um, and it took me an hour to do it. Um, and then after that, I registered for the Adelaide Half Marathon because we were going to be in Adelaide for that. And so I did that just recently. That was only like two or three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and near killed me. It was, it was hard, man, hard. So, <laughs> um, so I think it took me, I was sticking, I, I was, I was planning on sticking with the two and a half hour pacer cause they had paces there. Um, but then felt good at the start and was, and like, and actually ran with the two hour pacer for the majority of the event, but hit a wall, man, at like 15 Ks, I reckon somewhere around there and just watch the two, the two, uh, hour guy, disappear and then yeah just just kind of walked run the rest the, the 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 rest of it and and finished just before the two and a half guy come in behind me about five minutes behind me or something but yeah so I did like two hour 25 or something but but for me like you know and it's just been a gradual step up in that and I was registered actually to do the Melbourne Marathon yeah. um but we changed our plans because it was too cold down south and now we're heading to Brisbane so I'm not going to be in melbourne when the when, when the, the the marathon's on so um but i to be honest after doing the half i don't think i would have been ready in time to do the full marathon mm. um or like i probably would have got through it but i i i it wouldn't have been pretty and mm. yeah so especially if it was like the sydney marathon if there was a bit oh. of heat in the i went for a run 20k run yesterday in the heat 
and like i don't i'm not a guy that vomits and i vomited twice oh, like, really? oh he just overheated and yeah it was it was ugly but it was you know i'm, I'm just thinking when i go to cozy right it last year it was snowing i think the year before that it was a heat wave yeah so yeah. i'm like i just need to get out of my comfort zone and not just run when it suits me at seven o'clock in the morning and the temperature is just perfect <laughs> so uh so yeah so for me it's just getting like challenging myself a little bit more up in my pace a little bit more but but for someone who's 51 i'm 51 and i started running in february i'm not doing too bad yeah you're doing good yeah um so i don't know about you adam but i reckon in the last five years or some something like that we've seen more and more people they want to like like find things that challenge them physically and mentally and go into the pain cave and i think it's probably got a lot to do with people like goggins and social media yeah. and stuff like that um but what do you think it is that makes people want to find that uncomfortable place that is a real mental challenge to keep going i think it's knowing how good it's going to feel at the end of it right mm -hmm. and and ticking it like people have i'm 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 a very much a list guy and as i get older the you know i don't like to call it a bucket list but what i do and we're actually jake and i are doing a bit of media around it is i'll i'll start like so i started with 5k like so i started couch to 5k started then 5k park runs did a 10k did a half marathon so the next thing in my future like i'm, I'm moving to trail because i just find i love I, I just feel different when i'm running in trails versus running on the road um i'm i'm gonna do a road marathon at some point next year um but i think i'm just gonna leave the next event to be the cozy uh and i'm only doing the 27k one at cozy um because that's my first ever trail run and yeah. what i'll do is I'll I'll progressively go like so on my bucket list to do is a is a road marathon because that's the next step. Um after I do the 27k then it'll be a 50k trail run will go on the bucket list. We just did a sprint Spartan but now the super's on the bucket list and um there's other things that we want to do like oh, I haven't rolled in jiu-jitsu I want to have a crack at that. I want to do a corporate boxer thing because I've never yeah. ever had a fight before in my life and I'm like so there's all these things that I'm just putting on a list and we're actually because there's that many things now we're kind of doing a spin the bottle thing to work out what the next thing is and then we <laughs> we go and train and prepare for it and do it but um but yeah I think lists are a big thing um I think COVID, man, I don't know. I think there I I seem to notice after COVID more people were really interested in challenging themselves. And yeah. I don't know if it's because during COVID they were just consuming more media like Goggins and like Joe Rogan's and all those guys, the Cam campaigns. Uh, campaign, yeah. Those those guys that are like, you know, hiking in shooting elk and then having to carry the bloody thing out and and like it's and it's amazing. Like and and even like seeing what Phil does and and you know you're just seeing these guys do these superhuman feats and and for me it's like i know i can't run i'll, I'll never be able to run 102 yards um you know in, in any format of a run even if i had a month to do it i'd probably still struggle but you know i just think seeing these guys that give you that inspiration to just book something that's going to challenge you keep you focused on training like i think that's a big part of it as well like if you've got that next event booked it gives you something to train for and and especially for me because i have so much of a like uh, a penchant to go towards the dark side of living you know like I, I like to drink grog and i like to but if i'm training for something and i'm like serious about it i don't i don't do any of that stuff i don't eat the shit food i don't 
you know, eat processed crap and drink alcohol and all the things that got me in the trouble in the first place. Um, mm. I don't do it when I know because it just hurts too much. You can't you can't have a big night out and then back it up with a training run. Even 20Ks that I did yesterday, like I just, I, I couldn't do it if I wasn't living as pure as I can. And I feel so much better for it. Like I just, as a human, I just feel unreal because I've got something to train for. So I think there's some of that. And then when you finish the event, like, you know, even just doing the Spartan the other day in the 37 degree heat in Picton and, you know, barely any water stations and you're dehydrated and it's hard because it's stuff that I don't know. I don't normally work at a high heart rate and you're doing rope climbs and but he swings on ropes and all this sort of stuff. And, but at the end of it, you just feel so good. As soon as yeah. you finish it, you're like, what's yeah. the next thing I can do, you know? So <laughs> after you rehydrate because you can barely talk, but, you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I think it's a combination of that. It's just, it's if people are getting inspired by people doing epic stuff. It's given them something to train for. And then just the feeling of, of achieving it and ticking it off your list. And plus two, it doesn't hurt that we do everything on these things, right? Yeah, like yeah. I do a Spartan run and half the time I'm yeah, I take like I've got a camera guy with me, but I'm like, oh, I'll do a live while I'm doing the monkey. Yeah. Run, you know, like, <laughs> so there's a bit of that sort of bragging, showing off, telling all your friends that are sitting on the couch drinking beers or the, all the epic shit that you're doing. So yeah. but that's yeah. where I think search for hurt, the revivals, it's a good time for it. I think there's more outdoor events starting now like really good ones that are, are challenging events. Um, I think people have just got a little bit more of a want for that health and wellness kind of content post COVID. So, um, you know, I even think probably when we launched, we were a little bit ahead of our time with search and then being behind a paywall, which was ESPN, cause you had to have the premium sports package on Foxtel. Not many people got a chance to see it. So, um, this time around, man, everybody's going to have a chance to see it. And I just think people are just going to look at it and go, yeah, you know what? It's going to inspire them to book, book a, the next backyard ultra and it's going to you know the next x terra the next spartan race it's going to get people wanting to do that in droves and the good thing is is if they can download trading programs from us um that our guys have followed to do it you know that's even more a little bit more incentive to do it yeah that's an awesome idea mm. um so adam um tv tv production something i don't really know much about have you been involved in other shows as well or is this the only one no no we like i said man i'm a i'm a kind of serial entrepreneur so i've i've dabbled in everything from sports marketing agencies to event companies i ended up with an event company after search for hurt and uh and then we got into e-commerce and I've done everything from selling embroidered dog collars to picnic rugs to, you know, so for me, this is, and, and funny, I, uh, I won't get too much into it, but I, I actually dabbled in, I, I looked into meditation, right? So for me, meditation has always been a bit airy fairy pie in the sky, like nothing I was really interested in, a bit foofy, I call it, but it's always in, so in the worlds of me trying to get my health and in the world of business, that whole mindfulness and and it comes up all the time. So I've been curious about it. And I, I ran into a mate of mine who said, if you're interested in meditation, you've got to read this book called Zero Bullshit Meditation. And yeah. I'm like, well, if I'm ever going to look into meditation, that's the book that's going to do it for me. Um, so I got it as an audio book. And it was at the same time that it was the last time that I kind of said, I've had enough of being an idiot with my health and I need to do something about it. And we were watching, my wife had got into tr watching trail running on YouTube. So we're watching the Golden Trail series. 
And so I'm watching these epic locations like Mont Blanc and all that, that and uh, Zagama, and they're doing this epic stuff, and I'm just getting goosebumps talking about it now. Yes. And and I was like, you know what? I couldn't run a trail run, but surely there's a walking event or something that I could do to keep me focused to, so I don't keep falling back off of my health wagon. And so I jumped onto Google, and there was uh, an event from Man, a walking event from Manly, uh, Manly to Sydney called. It was the Fred Hollows uh, Harbour Hike, Sydney Harbour Hike. All right. And so thirty six k's. I'm like, man, that's going to hurt me because I haven't walked out of sight for a long time. Let's do it. And so I booked it. But when I booked it, I'm like, oh, that's only three weeks away. So anyway, I've I've done the stupid thing as I always do, as I jump in 120, percent got injured, all that sort of stuff. But I was listening to this audio book while I was training. And in part of it, like most of it was all foofy and I didn't love it because it's meditation, but they did a bit about visualization. And he did a case study with one of his business partners and his business partner's wife. And they look forward, I think they were looking forward five years, but I'm like, man, I'm 50. How I'm going to look forward to say 10 years to around retirement age. And it made you visualize exactly what that, it, what, where you were, what, what you were doing, the fully end goal. And when I was doing it, I was realizing I'm like, everything, I've done some really epic stuff in business during my time, but I've never done it trying to get to somewhere greater, like to an end point. I've always just taken, like I've been an opportunist. So you know, if you might come to me with an idea and go, oh, hey, Maka, have a look at this, man. I reckon it's cool. And I look and I go, oh, yeah, I can make that work. Do the due diligence. If the numbers work, I do it. But I'm just taking advantage of an opportunity. I was never really doing it because it got me towards an end goal. And this, this, so I did this visualization while I was doing the walk. They didn't want you wearing earphones because there was quite a lot of people there. So I had seven hours or so took me to walk the, the 36 Ks in my head. And all I kept doing to try to focus on the pain, getting away from the pain in my feet was just running through different scenarios of what my, what would be a perfect, you know, retirement where I'm sitting, what I'm doing. And, and that's when psychologically I was like, I want to make health my business because I'm good at business, bad at health. And I'm like, so if I make health my business, then so anyway, and I'm like, well, what does that look like? And I'm like, well, I want to build up a community of people that I can inspire and try to help with my story and all the, and then, and search for her. I'm like, maybe we need to redo search for her because that inspires people and, you know, yada, yada. And so that was when the thought first came in my head and no shit, it was less than probably three to four months that I got the message for on LinkedIn from ESPN that said, oh, you're getting your rights back and then put it up on LinkedIn and then had someone. And then like, so from six months of actually having this visualization going, you know what, it would probably make sense to to relaunch search for her at six months, we're back on telly. So, and as much as I, I, I'm not into all that sort of stuff, but man, it freaks me out when I think about it. Like I just, it was like, it was kind of like I put it out in my thoughts in the cosmos and something got picked up and, and next thing you're out. But yeah, so um, yeah, that's, I, I, I've always just been in other businesses, never this, the, the, the TV thing just kind of fell up, fell into my lap because I, I just invested in it. Cause I thought it'd be a cool project. Mm. Um, but we are, I'm moving now that we're getting back into production. We're getting, I'm getting back into production in a big way because like I said, I've got this visualization of where I want to be now. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the sporting part of search for hurt where we used to go and train with elite athletes, like in, in sporting teams, that's kind of getting removed from the new format. So we're actually doing a spin-off show called preseason mm -hmm. um, where we're going to go and spend time 
for with athletes preparing for like so perfect scenario would be hanging out with Phil Gore while he prepares for bigs yeah. um or it'd be a Paralympian getting ready for the Paralympics or it might be boxer getting re ready for a world title fight um I've got some ins with the Mercedes F1 team and and UFC high performance center in Vegas so I wouldn't mind trying to get those two into it but yeah so that'll be a spin-off we've been approached to do a spin-off because Jake my co-host he's he we've got a real good backstory as well because he was my removalist when I had to get off life's treadmill and sold my house um but he was 140 odd kilos at the time um and and he heard my story of my poor health and it scared the bejesus out of him so he went home and unbeknownst to me he went home that night stopped drinking started eating okay and then in two or three years man he's he's down to like 85 kilo with the six pack abs and the like so and he's turned he's yeah he's 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 real inspirational so um he why was I talking about that we were talking about um Jay oh so Jake and I he we we kind of found the same eating way of eating to 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 get our health back and lose our weight um and so We've had a chat with a celebrity chef guy and we've got a concept called Balance Bowl, which we will probably run, but that'd be good content for like an SBS food. Preseason would probably be more of a Netflix type of series. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll be getting into producing a lot of content and a lot of TV shows, hopefully, in the yeah, future. Cool. Mm. Um, and with Search for Hurt, are you the actual host or do you have... Yeah, so so for this first one, I will be. I wasn't, I wasn't last time um so we uh I didn't have anything to do with it I think I got a couple of little cameo spots that was it um yeah. but yeah so next year you can kind of see me as the Dana White team boss CEO kind of guy so I'm planning all their events and I'm basically telling Jake who's the team manager so he's more hands-on with the guys and he'll go to the training sessions with coach Kel he'll do all the introductions and kind of be that that team manager where I sort of sit over the top as team boss and go these are the events you're doing um you know fill me in on how it went and but at the end of it my aim is for this one is that the the two best so out of the four athletes sort of the two best in the team will become the team boss and team manager or the team managers for next for the next season yeah. so they'll and that'll be a paid gig for them for the following year so it just keeps a little bit of familiar familiarity between seasons yeah um and we're also working on like a an Australian New Zealand series. We've got a, a sponsor in New Zealand that wants to do some pretty cool stuff. So yeah, the, the good thing about the format is we can syndicate it anywhere. Like we can have Search for Hurt Indo, Search for Hurt America, Search for Hurt everywhere. Um, and and with the format, like we can either pick the fittest guys to go through the series, or one year we might even do qualies and then pick the bottom one hundred, yeah. and then pick the bottom, make a team out of the bottom one hundred, and then have them go through events and do so. Or we can do a gym versus gym challenge, or we could do a, you know, an occupational style challenge, or a military, you know, like it's it's pretty endless as to the different sort of variations we can do on the format. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, so Adam, just say, right, someone's listening to this and they think, and the, in their head, they've got an idea that they think might work for a TV show. Yeah. Well, what do they need to do to actually get the ball rolling and actually maybe get the, get their idea, idea turned into an actual TV show? Great question. Well, it kind of starts with a synopsis. So, uh, you would within a page like an a4 page however many words fit on that you would give a pretty good overview as to what the show is and 
Um, you can you can then try to submit that into the networks, which can get kind of tricky. You can work with there's some agencies that you can work with that'll because a lot of the a lot of the networks don't like dealing with the general public with the hundred ideas that everybody's got. So they usually put a step in between where you'll work with a kind of like a writer, um, or like a publisher or writer. And they'll kind of be the gatekeeper between your idea and and then they'll write the synopsis for you, which, you know, has got a better. So if they think it's a good idea, they'll write the synopsis and then they'll pitch it to the network and then they'll come back and say, and, and you know, usually it's someone that you can work with from a production standpoint as well. Um, once you've got an in, like for us, we can pitch anything to anybody because we've got, you know, as soon as I just say, oh, hey, I've got a show on Channel 7 called Search for Herd, everybody goes, oh, cool. Yeah. What do you got for us? You know, so um, I would say anyone listening that's got an idea around anything to do with fitness, health, running, whatever, we're going to be doing a lot of that. Like we're, we're doing a documentary around the first Aussies going to the High Rocks World Champs. Um, but same with... I would love to have been, I was traveling at the time, but we would have probably sent a camera crew over with Mel Robinson to Barclay um, because like that's getting getting an invitation to Barclay is like winning the lotto. It's probably harder than winning the lotto. Um, and then you get there and it's even harder again. So things, there's opportunities that happen like that. Or if anyone out there is doing something that's epic, like they're doing a fastest known time or doing something that, you know, we don't, the good thing with, especially in the running community, is that we can we can do a lot of the interview and follow the training and everything up until you do something epic. And then it's probably, it's either going to slow you down or be no good to have a crew with you, but we can give you the gear and the education to document everything that you're doing once you start your epic adventure um, and then catch up with you at the end. And then, and then the biggest thing to getting something on TV or, or packaged up well is the editing at the end. So we've got editors that we can do that sort of stuff, but we're open to anybody that's got something cool going on. I don't know whether you can stick, I can give you an email address or even just our socials, like search for hurt TV on Instagram. And I think search for hurt just generally everywhere else. There is a search for hurt Instagram account that's mine from back in the day, but I can't get into it. So we've had to start. And you'll yeah. notice the difference. I think the new one's got 120,000 followers. The old one's got like 2,000 followers and the wow. content's super, super old where the new one's got the current. But yeah, just they can drop me a message or, you know, because I would imagine the people listening to this are more going to have an epic adventure that they're doing or, you know, maybe they get selected for Barclay or maybe, maybe, maybe like there's so much cool content out there. And that's all I want to do now is just release stuff that inspires people to go and do more, to move more and have epic adventures. Yeah, awesome. Mm. Um, so, Adam, just to remind us, where do people and how do people apply for the show? So if if anything to do with the show and see I like so I've done the qualies myself yeah and I'm like so I know I'm not going to make it in the top 100 fittest guys that do it or girls that do it so but I love it as a it's actually a really good baseline fitness test yep. so at the end of the year being November I sort of encourage everybody to have a crack at it and one just because you're going to see where you sit amongst a whole lot of people like we we've got an email going out to all of the Park Run database, the Spartan Race database, the High Rocks database, the Fred Hollows database, and like it's probably close to a million inboxes that are going to get our Qualies video and and a bit of information about the show being back on air. So I'm hoping from that, even if we can pick up five percent, that's fifty thousand people that are going to register their interest. So 
I would encourage everybody to have a crack at it. But if everyone jumps on search for hurt, which is search the number four hurt dot uh, com dot au, we've got like a, a little landing page now, just a data collector. And if people just jump, the, throw their email in there, we'll keep them up to date on when quality starts and what the all the information is. And that'll be the website that they'll jump on to register their times. We'll just be searchforhurt.com.au. Um, and then they can just jump on and have a look at the scoreboard at any point that they want to see how they're trending. And like I said, if if you, like, I think people know what their PBs are going to be. So like you might go out week one in November and go and run your local park run and run a PR or a PB um you know you might go i'm pretty happy with that in the bank so now i'm going to focus on the burpees and the high rocks challenge mm. um and and it might be that you do the burpees and the high rocks challenge three or four times over the month just to and what you do is you don't have to do all three and and register them all at one time so you just you just keep trying to beat each individual time and as you do it you just update that one time so um so yeah so that's that's kind of how it works and yeah and you'll just see how you sit amongst Man, I'm hoping that a million people do qualies because it'll just be heaps of fun. But on the website, once once we get down to like the end of October, everybody that's registered their interest will get an email on what the burpee standard is, um, you know, about how they record it, like just getting one of their mates to to record it on their phone. And they don't have to send the recording in, but they need to have it there if we ask for it. So if you if you're getting to the next stage, which is her camp, um, we want to see that video before before you go. Or like I said, we'll probably grab the top 100 people's videos yeah. and have them submitted in, and um, or just have them submitted on their social media and hashtag us in, and we can sift through them. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And um, what socials should people follow? Search for hurt. So um, we're pretty we're pretty active. We've only just started really getting active again because it's kind of one of those things that you don't you don't want to get everybody hyped up and then have them drag out for a year before they can see anything. So um, in Instagram, it's search at it's at search for hurt TV. Um, and like I said, there is a search for hurt one, but it doesn't, it hasn't been updated for ages. And I'm trying to get the, uh, that, that handle back, but get dealing with med is always tough. Um, on Facebook, if you type in search for hurt, you'll find us. I think it's just facebook.com forward slash search for hurt. Uh, TikTok at search for hurt. Um, I don't do Snapchat or I don't do Twitter anymore. I, I find Twitter was a pretty angry place for a while there. So we, we don't do Twitter anymore. But uh, but yeah, Instagram's probably the good one. We do a lot of lives on Instagram and TikTok. Um, TikTok for the longer format stuff because you can put a 10-minute video up on there where with reels and that you're only putting up like a minute at a time. So yeah, cool. um, and Facebook's cool. We got we got the Facebook page as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it sounds awesome. I'm, I'm going to be at Miram Wernit, so I'll be... Oh, I was going to ask you that. Yeah, yeah. Are you competing? Yeah, I'm going to be running at it. Yeah. Awesome. It's awesome. Gonna, it sounds like it's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Oh, well, like you said, it's that silver ticket, isn't it? So yeah. It's, yeah. it's why everyone should be there. I don't know how many people they can physically have at the event and running it. But I think it's I th 50. Yeah, right. It's because that's a low number, right? I got to, you got to imagine there's 500 to 5,000 people that want to now do a backyard ultra. Mm, yeah, so, yeah. They're, they're, they're getting more popular. That's for sure. Oh, I, 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 I don't doubt that there's going to be a lot more like, cause event organizers will see that they are popular. So, you know, event companies that are already running trail runs and, um, adventure races and stuff like that. I think we'll be already scouring locations where they can do a six point seven one k loop and yeah. and uh, and run a backyard ultra. But that's good, right? Yeah. Um, I I would even have a go. Like 
it'd be something that I'd take my mates to to have a go at, knowing that you know we're going to get somewhere between four and fourteen laps or something like that. But it just it's cool, and it's one of those things that you just you might only do it once a year, but it, you get to test yourself and see if you can improve, you know, year upon year upon year. Yeah, and I think it's the perfect race for you to have on the show as well, because as you know, there's just like the base camp where all the runners go to between loops. So no. you, the camera crew don't need to really go anywhere. They're no, no, we'll we'll have a couple of camera crew, like out at the creek crossings and a few different spots we'll have. A, but most of the drama is going to happen, like like Laz says, the, the biggest challenge of a backyard ultra is from that chair to the start corral. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's where all the drama is going to happen, trying to get the team to keep going for that other lap, next lap, next lap, next lap. So, um, and we'll, they'll be running around with the GoPro. So if something does happen, like the fact that the, the chance of having a camera guy at the, exactly the position that something happens is pretty rare. So most of the guys will just go out with GoPros and, and if, you know, they have an injury or they get tapping out or whatever it is, they'll turn the thing on and have a cry and tell yeah. us all about it. And, you know, and then we'll be able to put it on the TV show. But yeah, most of that action is going to happen in transition. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and the good stuff will be is that we'll have Phil there. So yeah, yeah. Um, Phil will be, Phil will be like, they're, they're going to have, if they're ever going to do their best at a backyard ultra, this is going to be the one, right? Yeah, yeah. Like how often how often do you have the world the world record holder in your corner? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it will be awesome because um I did a race, a backyard ultra a couple months ago and he was there as one of the race directors. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was so cool. Like and he was, he was like really making sure people were um getting back up and doing another loop. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah, and you see him and you go, Oh man, like you might be on your twelfth loop. And you're like, this dude did 102, man. And if he's telling me to get up and do another one, I'm going to go to get up and do another one. So, have you? So you've run one before? Yeah, I've done six. I've done. So six. what's what sort of how many how many yards are you? What's what what oh. would you be aiming for at Miram Winter? Well, my my PB is 34. Um, oh, nice. And to be honest with you, I'm going to try and I want the silver ticket, so I'm going to ah I'm going to try and win. Are you taking this one seriously? Yeah, though? yeah. I know, I know it will be hard. There'll be a lot of good runners there, but um, yeah, yeah. I definitely want to be one of the last ones standing. Yeah, nice. Oh well, maybe maybe I feed you some of that stuff that Phil's given the team early. Then <laughs> <laughs> it might help you out. Yeah, but I can imagine he'll be the perfect mentor as well because he's so um, open and sharing with all of yeah. his knowledge. He loves. Yeah, he's not. He's not trying to hide the secret sauce. Yeah, like, no, he's not. He's not keeping no, any secrets. That's no, sure. he's he's he is like yeah. I it was really nice to sit down and have a good chat with him and and even like he's got a lot of opinions on health similar to me as well so outside of backyard ultra i can see myself doing a lot with phil over the the years and all of the content that we're doing but uh I, same thing though i'd love to be taking a film like a camera crew over to to bigs with him oh, yeah. yeah so but this is the timing man i just i can't oh man like we made such a commitment to pull the kids out of school and do this travel for the year and there's but there's been so many between meldu and barkley and him getting to bigs it's like oh man i just <laughs> I wish I could just break away and do it, but um, yeah, it, divorces are expensive these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, if you if there was a documentary made of his leading to bigs, that would be excellent. Oh. I was thinking, like, if you had some kind of um, documentary, like with four or five of the different runners, and like yeah. you really nail into their personalities, and maybe hear a bit of um, about their previous races against each other, and yeah. maybe even build up a bit of rivalry, like. 
In, well, it'd be good to follow the Aussie team, like so, the, or the Aussies that get selected for bigs. Um, like, I'm not sure. I know it's all a bit of cloak and dagger stuff, but like, there's obviously a period of time that they know that they're going for sure. Yeah. Before the event, like, I reckon putting the cameras on then, getting that last bit of prep and and like talking to each of them individually. And like I said, I could even teach them to vlog a lot of the stuff. I know, you know, you don't really want to be messing with if Phil's going to win the thing, you don't really want to be messing with his prep at all. But even working with his support guys to be able to get some get some footage while they're there. And, you know, I'm sure Laz is going to have a camera crew there getting some stuff as well. So if you can share all that footage and then catch up with them when they get back and walk through the, the, the race and walk through their attempts and what happened and, like, that would be really good. And that's something we would definitely do for Bigs next year mm. because um I'll be finished my year-long lap of Australia and and be able to just be, you know, facilitate a lot of that stuff. And that's the stuff I want to do. Like, I want to – interesting stories like that. Even if, if there's any Aussies that get selected for Barkley next year, I'd love to go and follow that as well. So – and yeah. it might not be for TV. It might only end up being a YouTube series, but there's a lot of people out there now that want to watch that inspirational content. And there's some really good stuff. Like, you look at Solomon and – uh, Patagonia and that, like those guys are putting together the TV quality shows that they're just putting up on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some awesome stuff on YouTube now. Oh, it's amazing, man. Yeah. Like so good. But that's that's so between you know for me, I like putting it onto to mainstream if you can, just because, like I said, man, nine out of ten people or probably more don't even know what Backyard Ultra is. Hmm. But if they if you know they just happen to be perusing Seven Mate or Outdoor Channel or whatever, and they see this cool epic thing going what the hell are these guys doing? Then they'll look into it and they'll go, oh, man, this is awesome. I want to have a crack at that. And, then, you know, and even from an event organiser standpoint, I don't know how many backyard ultras are happening across Asia, but having our show across the Outdoor Channel Asia, hopefully that gets some event organisers going, oh, man, like we we don't really have many of them here. And and so, yeah, I think it's just that whole chicken and egg thing. The more The more people we can expose it to, the better it's going to be like you know whether it's sponsors that see it whether it's it's event organizers that see it and want to run one themselves or whether it's people that just start signing up and there's nothing better as an event organizer having more demand than supply yeah like you know that's why most event organizers go bust is that they just they're spending so much money trying to find people to do their event and pay ticket for mm. pay the ticket price but i think backyard ultra could be the other way yeah right yeah um I forgot to ask, um, are the previous seasons available to watch anywhere? Yeah, so we just, so I only just got the rights back. So I couldn't even put it on YouTube before. Yeah, so yeah. I've just uploaded. So if you go to same thing, I think it's just YouTube forward slash search for Hurt. Yep. Uh, all of the season one, two, and three are up. Oh, cool. Um, so rem just remembering that season one was filmed probably 12 years ago and went on air a year, uh, 10 years ago. And the latest series with Matt, um, was i think 2015 so um i think the last one's held up pretty well because you've still got toby price running around you've still got matt hall air racer you've still got like we train with the kookaburras with danny green the boxer um you know and so it's quite relevant i think we did buffalo stampede in that one um so so yeah so it's pretty cool but it's yeah it'll be nothing compared to what we're putting together this year this year's going to be mind-blowing yeah, yeah like so it's going to be so good so yeah. and like nothing like there's nothing like it on telly it's yeah. it's it's truly uh iconic i guess is the probably the best way to put it yeah well um i'm looking forward to it and i'm just so glad i'm going to be at Miriam Wernett for when it's um 
I know, man. I can't wait to meet you face to face. It's going to be yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's going to be great. Awesome. So, um, so yeah, so yeah, we you will be down there, and um, we hope that if there are any, doesn't sound like there's going to be a lot of slots available for people running it, but uh, but I'm encouraging everybody to come out and have a look at it because it is a long weekend and it's a beautiful location. I hear uh, the Maston races ranges in uh, in March is beautiful. Um, so. And come and meet Phil and come and meet us. Have a wag, have a chin wag with Jake and I. Yeah, um, sure. Um, one honest. question, one other question is um, because you're filming it for TV, does that mean you can't do any live streaming of the race or you're not no, sure? No, we, we, we can do some little bits and pieces. So um, we've, we've got it. It's a, it's, a tricky, it's a tricky area. Like we can't give too much away, but we do. We will be doing live crosses, especially in between laps when the athletes are out. Um, yeah. Not so much when the athletes land in and are doing their their bit. Um, we yeah, we will probably keep that a bit secret secret squirrel. But if other people are pressing live on their cameras, I can't stop any of that. So yeah. um, anyone out there, feel free to 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 do anything live and just just make sure you hashtag me on it so I know it's out there. <laughs> but ourselves, we on our main account, we we'll give little tidbits on 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 our accounts, but um, we're fairly limited as to what we can show once. Like her camp will be doing, we'll probably be nearly be doing her camp all live streamed, right? Um, yeah. Because there's no spoiler alerts there because we haven't selected the team yet. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to the events and the team and all that sort of stuff, we've got to be a little bit more, a little bit more cautious. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. yeah well, it's um, really exciting, and um, thanks for coming on to the podcast. No worries, mate. Thanks for asking me. Yeah, no. I worries. might ask you. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> 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 I think I saw you come up in my feed, and I was like. Oh, we should get on and have a chat about Backyard Ultra. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad you did because it's been really interesting. Yep, yep. No, yeah, thanks, yeah. man. And uh, yeah, and I don't know if I, I can send you any of the links that you want if you want to stick them in in mm. the descriptions or anything like that. Just let me know. Yeah, awesome. All right. Well, um, thanks, Adam. No and worries. All the best, and I'll um, I'll see, see you, you in March. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. All right, mate. Okay. All right. Take care. You too. See you, mate. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you could share, comment, like, subscribe, all of that. If you've got any feedback, shoot me a message. Hope you have a great day. See ya.